You're listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God because He's our only hope. I'm Nika Maples. of the Keep Going Podcast. We're in a short series on your home. And today's episode is the best tool I use in my home. I usually call it a laundry pileup. And you might start using this term because it describes this situation so well. Let's say I got this term from putting together two very common ideas. Laundry pile and pile up, as in a traffic pile up. And a laundry pile up is something that happens to me all the time. You've experienced a laundry pile up when the laundry that's been through the dryer has been waiting to be put away for more than three days. Within that first three day window, I just think of it as something I'm going to do soon or if you grew up in Texas like I did, you would say it's something you're fixing to do. But past that three-day window, oh, that laundry is toast. You won't touch it again for a good three weeks. And why? Because you start to hate that pile of laundry. The wrinkles are permanent. They can't be shaken out. The t-shirts you might have been able to comfortably throw on with a clean pair of jeans might as well be wadded up notebook paper. You have to open them and then you find out that they're like those shrinking shirts you find at Walgreens in the summer. Have you seen those? They only sell them sometimes, but they're the size of a Barbie on the hanger and then they stretch like an accordion when you put them on, at which time they fit snugly with a hint of the wrinkles that are supposed to stay there. But The wrinkles are not supposed to stay there in your regular t-shirts found in the laundry pile. And now you only have one of three choices. Number one, iron that t-shirt. Ha, not likely. Number two, wear it anyway and feel like a mess all day. Ugh. And number three, throw each piece of clothing back into the dryer one by one as you get ready to wear them over the next month, thereby slowly diminishing the laundry pile that never, I repeat, never actually gets put away. Tell me I'm not the only one who regularly chooses option number three. And here's the thing about the number three option. We could have handled that laundry pile in 10 minutes and then been free. Free to do other wonderful things with our time. Maybe even creative things, enjoyable things, fun things, useful things. Instead, we enter the laundry pileup by trying to avoid that one chore we abhor. Namely, putting a simple load of laundry away. And so... We occupy ourselves by doing other things, but these are not wonderful things. They are things we don't like to do. Things like using an old toothbrush to clean the crack between the stove and the kitchen counter. Suddenly it seems imperative, but only because we don't want to put the laundry away. We do things like 
tossing out the hotel shampoos and conditioners that are clogging up the junk drawer in the bathroom. Suddenly it feels like it has to be done, but only because we don't want to put the laundry away. All of these kind of activities are not fun, but they're a lot more fun than dealing with a cold, wrinkled laundry pile, and we'd do anything to avoid it. So that's why it's called a laundry pileup, don't you see? We get stuck in household traffic and we don't ever get to the activities we truly love. So how do we get out of a laundry pileup? One of the best tools I've used in my home is the Pomodoro technique. What is the Pomodoro technique? I'll quote from Wikipedia here. The Pomodoro Technique is a time management method developed by Francesco Cirolo in the late 1980s. The technique uses a timer to break down work into intervals, traditionally 25 minutes in length, length separated by short breaks. Each interval is known as a Pomodoro, from the Italian word for tomato named after the tomato-shaped kitchen timer that Cirillo used as a university student. Now, I don't even remember how I learned about the Pomodoro technique. I just know I became interested in using a timer to make tasks more doable when I was a high school English teacher. Some of my students hated writing, so I would tell them, hey, I'm putting 10 minutes on the timer. You only have to write in a focused way for 10 minutes, and then you're done for the day. I believed then, and I do now, it was better for them to write in 10-minute increments each day and get a quality piece of writing done by the end of a five-day week than it was to dread a 50-minute writing session and get nothing accomplished at all or some really weak writing done just to say that it was done. I started wearing a watch with a timer that I could reset regularly and I would use it in my classroom. Then I started working in short bursts at home, tackling household tasks that I wasn't really motivated to complete. At that time, I could only stand about two minutes. That's how I could motivate my brain. This only has to last two minutes. I thought to myself, I may hate it, but if I hustle and do a two-minute tango, just me and the task, it will eventually be finished. Over and over again, I did what I called my two-minute tango. I knew I could stand anything for just two minutes. And I did. Timers worked so well for me and for my students that I started looking up how other people use timers to increase efficiency and voila, I must have found the Pomodoro technique at some point. So, you know what it is. Well, how does it work? I'll defer to Wikipedia again. There are six steps in the original Pomodoro technique. Number one, decide on the task to be done. Number two, set the Pomodoro timer traditionally to 25 minutes. Number three, work on the task. Number four, end work when the timer rings and put a check mark on a piece of paper. Number five, if you have fewer than four check marks, then you get to take a short break, about five minutes. And then you go back to step two. You start the timer again to 25 minutes. Step six, after four Pomodoros, take a longer break, 
30 minutes and reset your check mark count to zero. Then start it all again. My business accountability group, comprised of about 10 women from all over the world, uses Pomodoros to get a lot of work done every week. We have a couple three-hour sessions a week already scheduled, and if we can show up, great. If we can't, great. It just depends from week to week. But we meet in Zoom to work in community even while we're home alone or in our office alone. These Pomodoro sessions have been tremendously effective for all of us. We were all strangers five months ago, but now we've become friends. And even when we don't have a scheduled session, one of us will throw a message in our chat and ask, hey, anybody want a palm today? During a Pomodoro session, one person will set a timer for 25 minutes, and then we all mute ourselves on Zoom and we work on business-related tasks. When the timer goes off, she'll call us all back to attention and we'll come back, we'll focus on one another instead of our work. We'll chat, we may get up and walk around, get a glass of water, eat lunch, or go to the restroom. And then we'll all start over again for a 25-minute focus session. We get a lot of work done because we have each other for company during the breaks. The key is keeping the breaks short. No, really, there are two keys. The other key is keeping the Pomodoros focused. That means no distractions for that segment of 25 minutes. You can do it. Don't respond to notifications. Just stay in the zone. You're listening to a podcast right now that is being recorded during one of my Pomodoro sessions with my business group. I can see them all working quietly in the corner of my computer screen. If you want to do the Pomodoro technique, you can use your watch or your phone to time your Pomodoros. But if you want a Pomodoros timer that is already set up to execute the technique perfectly for you, then one resource is to go to pomofocus.io. That is p-o-m-o-focus.io. The link will be in the show notes. So, how can the Pomodoro technique help in your home? This is the big question. Well, why don't you try it and see? Make it your own. There are a couple of ways you could do it. One way is to use the Pomodoro technique inverted, which would be to do something in, you enjoy for 25 minutes and then use your breaks to work on that laundry pile for five minutes. Sometimes I do it that way. But the other option is to do the Pomodoro technique in a straightforward way, work on that laundry pile and other chores for 25 minutes, and then use your break to do something you enjoy for five minutes. Either way works well, honestly. The point is that even the worst tasks are doable when you know you only have to do them for a limited time. So give it a try, see what happens. Figure out the one thing that is causing you a laundry pileup, which by the way, may not be actual laundry, it could be something else. But you use the Pomodoro technique to get rid of the hang up in your house. In an either straightforward or an inverted way, you will get the job done, done, done. And nothing feels sweeter than done.
for listening to the Keep Going Podcast. Hey, did you know I can help people get books done? I enjoy teaching the tips and tricks and secrets I've learned by writing five books of my own, and I would love to help you. If you have a story to tell, or if anyone has ever told you that you need to write a book, but you don't know where to start, or you've started and gotten stuck along the way, then this is your chance. I've created an online experience called the Keep Writing Course that will help you go from page one to page done. People who take my course see results, but don't take my word for it. Listen to one of my student reviews. One of my greatest jewels from listening to Nika is the realization that we are reaching others. Repeatedly, Nika insists, this is not about you. You have a reader who needs to read what you have to say. She reminds me to ask God about his heart for the ones reading my words. In this course, I gain greater appreciation for the purposes of writing. Again, it's not about me. All the work I have done until now holds an eternal perspective, even the seemingly mundane. This is a warning. Nika is not mundane. Expect excellence. She gives meaning, purpose, and energy to each lesson. The whys are explained. If she doesn't have the answer, she'll find it. Yes, some of the units are challenging. Nevertheless, with her cheering us on, along with the voices of fellow students, we can climb these hills. You are on an adventure with her and with God. Where will he lead you? I'm Lynn from Gresham, Oregon. God bless you. Go to thekeepgoingco.com forward slash write to enroll. See you on the inside.